1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome into the Believe in the Cowboys podcast here in the Believe Podcast Network, the network for professional podcasters. The NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in the action at BetOnline. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I'm Paul Catalina, alongside former Cowboys cornerback Orlando skandrick orlando the cowboys have the bengals uh who are a team who are uh, in the you know kind of the same situation the cowboys are they're oh,
0: bad. no 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 they're they're bad but they're not the same situation from an organizational standpoint the cowboys <laughs> no. are ahead of the bengals
1: yes two um,
0: bad teams in this year
1: yes but in the moment they're both really bad um one of them has the worst rushing offense one of them has the worst rushing defense that's the cowboys are the worst rushing defense so maybe one of those things will work out for one of these teams this week and we'll see uh, if that affects the game but uh this is this is kind of a weird one to put my finger on because i i do think the cowboys are actually going to win this game just because the bengals are are worse at, at, at some of these other positions but the cowboys have just been such a mess it, i don't say that with a whole lot of confidence
0: i mean i don't know if the cowboys are going to win this game they're down to like they're back to steel and <laughs> night night yeah. Um, no Zach Martin. and um, they got McGovernor, Looney and Connor Williams. I mean I think and the Bengals are playing hard. I mean, I don't know if this is just a given. But then again, the Bengals are bad and they're yeah. the Bengals.
1: Yeah. Night and Steel sounds like an eighties cop show, doesn't it? Uh at the uh at the tackles. Not not two guys that are you know, replacing really, really excellent players, one of them a future Hall of Famer. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's still going to be bad. I mean, like, they're still not going to be good at at, at protecting the quarterback all of a sudden. The
0: Cowboys are down three Hall of Famers in my book. I mean, I don't know. I think it's going to be pretty close. I don't know if Travis Frederick makes it to the Hall of Fame because I don't know if he played long enough. But let's just say, for argument's sake, he was too. And then, you know, I definitely think Zach Martin is going to end up in the Hall of Fame. I definitely think Tyron Smith's going to end up in the Hall of Fame. And, if they're just not where they thought they would be. Yeah. Now, does do they just pound the ball and turn around and hand it to Zeke and turn it into a dirty game and win, or do they try and get a little cute with it and, and the end on return to Cincy?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I You know, th- there's I, – I want – earlier in the season, I, I kind of want to watch this game because I knew I was going to get a chance to watch Joe Burrow late in the season. I was curious to see how he developed by that time, but he's out. And they're playing Brandon Allen, who is kind of just a guy. Uh, And, you know, so there are some offensive weapons, but Joe Mixon's out. Uh, Giovanni Bernard's going to start at at running back. Uh, A.J. Green's not what he was. Um, You know, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd are some exciting young receivers, but with Brandon Allen throwing the ball to them, that's that's not an exciting proposition.
0: Yeah, I mean – but, like I said, they were competitive, and they kind of moved it up and down the field against against the Giants and the Giants. I think, from a like a NFC's defensive standpoint and from a defensive standpoint in the league, they're playing pretty good right now
1: yeah they they are, and um it's just it, you know I mean, Brandon
0: Allen played well in, when he played spot and spots last year for the Broncos he had he won a game
1: yeah um. I,
0: you know, I think that we get caught up and we look at names, mm-hmm. and we look at names, and we just forget. You know, these guys are playing for pride. These guys are playing to feed their families during a pandemic. So, for me, how I would approach it if I was a player, it's, you know, I'm, I'm taking a risk at playing during a pandemic. You know, whether what my record is not what I thought it was going to be, if my team's not where we want to be, I'm still going to play hard. I'm going to play this thing out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the, those the those things are the, those checks are important. Those those things are important. You never. I mean. You never know when it's over, you know? Uh, so yeah, this this is uh, this is this is a different kind of season. I, I, I didn't think of it that way. Uh, in, in the in the in the throws at the end of the season here when both teams aren't very good.
0: Yeah, I mean I think we're still thinking of the Cowboys because what they were supposed to be as well, they're not that bad. They got some injuries, they don't got deck, no, they're bad. They're bad from game one. I don't remember seeing a game where saying, my the Cowboys are good. They no. really got all the pieces. I don't. I mean, have we seen a game like that all year?
1: No. And and look, they, uh, you know, had no one gotten hurt. Like just in a perfect world, had no one gotten hurt. This was not a team that was going to, you know, be twelve and four. You know, this this wasn't. You know, uh, so even the best case scenario injury wise, they had big problems. Big problems. Yeah. So yeah, everybody's healthy. They have problems. You know, that, that wasn't, that wasn't uh, you know, and, and I think that that was evident. That, I mean, like you said, it was right, evident right from the jump. So Jerry Jones uh, was on uh, 105 through the fan today. Um, and uh, so this was, uh, I'll just read you some quotes and see, see what you think of what he said. Did you see a lack of effort Tuesday versus the Ravens? No, I'm seeing some really good effort. We just had a guy nominated for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award that's one of our best leaders in Jalen Smith. Just as you do when you have ups and downs and you don't win, you can see people criticizing heart and effort. You can see that. I mean, you can hear hear it if you want to listen to it. And that's fair to say it. But, boy, I see these guys trying to work the problem, trying to get better. I will say this. Like anybody, you got a lot of do-overs. I'd like to start again with how we approach our defense this year. I'd like to start that over again. I'm sure everybody else would too.
0: Well, first of all, I'm going to acknowledge the fact that to see Mr. Jones, he's a positive, positive person. Mm -hmm. And um, that's part of, like, why what makes him a great person, you know, and he's been around some ups and downs. And, you know, I remember him saying – before, you know, when I had my suspension and I was talking and I wanted to apologize to him, Steven, and he told me, you know, things happen in life. He said, I've messed up more times than anybody that you may know. And, you know, he he just – he keeps banging away. You know, I know he knows what the end goal is. and But in the same quote, he acknowledged, you know, that maybe they looked at their defense the wrong way. Maybe that, you know, they didn't hire the right guys. Maybe they didn't bring in the right guys. And, you know, they kind of started off slow. So we will, we won't know, I mean, because you can say – if there weren't any shootouts, maybe Dak's not running at the end of that Giants game he hasn't hurt his ankle. You know, it's a whole bunch of what-ifs, a whole bunch of it-could-be's, a whole bunch of if this happened. But um, there's some – I don't know if there's some effort issues against the Ravens because I think the guys are trying now. I think they're playing hard. But I just don't know. if They, they just don't got it.
1: Yeah. All right, so then they asked him, where would you start? He said, I would start right there at the first day. By the way, unfortunately, but everybody had the same thing. The first day they were normally, when training camp is over, that's where they were. And I would make really sure that any changes we were making, I would want to make sure that we did it in the same way that we didn't make changes on offense because we didn't think we had the situation or we had the time to make those changes, and it'd be really effective. We've obviously done some things, we've changed, and we've had a hard time getting those in place to be a good defense.
0: Yeah, it takes – I was talking to someone else. It takes two or three years to flip a defense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, it takes some time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned that on the, on, the, on, the, on the podcast earlier this week, that it takes some time to do that. And that, that's him – to me, that's him acknowledging that, yeah, maybe we should have kept the defense the, – the, at least the scheme know. similar.
0: I don't know if he's saying that they should have kept the scheme, but maybe they shouldn't have – you can't say that maybe we shouldn't have brought in some players because that came – the players came after the coaches – yeah. So I think maybe they should have tried to go the 4-3 way. Maybe, you know, maybe when they yeah. sat down and they, and they interviewed Mike McCarthy and they asked him, you know, what was his plans, you know, because when you sit down and you get these coaches and they ask you, well, who would you hire as a coach? I mean, what's your plan? And maybe when they asked him that, they could have said, you know, well, I don't think we can go to a 3-4. You know, it takes some time. Like I told you, when we flipped from a 3-4 after Wade, I mean, not even after Wade, after they – fired away they brought another three 4 a multiple guy which was rob and um, mm. then when they flipped to a four three and the reason why we flipped to a four three was because we kept having so many injuries and it was like okay well if we have all these injuries you know this defense is so complex is this is it is this a smart enough defense for backup guys that don't get as much reps to have and then okay maybe the backups are good but when the backups become the starters what about those guys behind are they going to be able to execute the defense so i think i just don't think they thought they thought it through i thought they, they think they said okay We got the players. We're going to get this great offense. We're going to score all these points, and we're going to be playing with a lead, and we're going to just be able to unleash those pass rushers, and that's not how it actually played out.
1: Yeah. All right, so then they asked him, and this is my favorite one, is that coaching, every bit of it, every bit of it, And then right past that, go right to your general manager, right past that, go, go to your general manager, because coming through the door, the GM was eye to eye hiring the head coach, talking about how we're going to approach that when he walks through the door and where he was going to go from there. That's what you do. And that obviously didn't work for us this year. So he, he kind of just confirmed what you just said that, look, they, they didn't go in depth enough with Mike McCarthy when it came to what he was going to do scheme wise, uh,
0: I don't you know if they about? didn't go in depth enough with it, but they also they didn't they also weren't planning for COVID. Mm-hmm. Remember, this guy got hired in January. Yeah, they weren't planning. Okay, we're not gonna have a off season. We're not gonna have OTAs. Um, you know, we aren't gonna see these guys because no, you know, they were kind of planning by ear with COVID. The buildings were closed, mm-hmm. and it was just like okay. And then offensively, we we had this big extravagant plan, and you know, we didn't account for. Not being able to stop anybody on defense, we, we wouldn't draft it this I, I I sincerely think that drafting CeeDee lamb i mean he's where he's going be, probably be a great player for them it was it was was it a it was an accessory yeah there were so many other things that they could have addressed right there like did you already had two thousand yard receivers
1: yeah they 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 certainly uh they certainly had bigger knees than that i mean like you yeah and but sometimes you maybe
0: can't... What, you're saying that you can't pass him up. Like, he's not DK Metcalf. He's not Randy Moss. Like, well, you don't even play him in two receiver sets. Hmm. Um, and it's not like, for me, it was like, do you see him as a
1: generational talent? Yeah. So, defensive players drafted after him uh, Damon Arnett for the Raiders, Le'Veon Chase on for the Jaguars, Kenneth Murray for the Chargers. Jordan Brooks uh, for the Seahawks. Patrick Queen for the Ravens, who's played really well. Um, and, and then you kind of can go on down the list. Jeff Gladney, TCU, cornerback. Um, so there were defensive players that, that you know, all I mean, right but now – it doesn't like even them. have
0: to be defensive players. Why not? You could have – you could always use
1: an offensive lineman. Uh, the pick right, right after was Austin Jackson from USC to the Dolphins. Like, I – like – Paulie,
0: explain it to me. Explain. Put you. You're Jerry Jones, and you're explaining this to me as, and I'm interviewing you. What was the insistence? Like, what was the? What couldn't you pass up about this kid?
1: I I think they had him rated in the top ten on their board, and he fell to them, and they couldn't pass him up because he's he's that he is very talented, and he he kind of he kind of made them drool on offense a little bit. Like, oh my gosh, look at all the weapons we can have.
0: And you got, you, you're paying a receiver, 20 million a year, paying a running back 15 million a year. You have another receiver. That's a thousand yard receiver. That's going to be coming up on a contract. Like, what is your plan? You're going to lose. You're just going to lose Michael Gallup and get a third round compensatory pick. You just spent a first rounder on a receiver. Like you're, you're getting the, the, the plan is not to draft players and keep them for four years and then get a comp pick when they leave.
1: No, but that, and well that's what's happening to their draft this year, right? Like they've got a bunch of comp picks coming.
0: And but who did they lost? They're going to get a third round pick from Byron Jones. Yep. And then they, what else are they going to get?
1: Uh they're going to get one. I think they're going to get one from uh, I think they get one from Robert Quinn. I, I know. Uh, no, they're
0: going to they're going to they're going to go on from Robert Quinn. But yeah. they signed players in the offseason though.
1: Yeah. Um but yeah, I think they have they have two coming for sure, and maybe a third. How they sign players? We, yeah,
0: that it negates it when you sign players in free agency.
1: Yeah, but uh, but yeah, they're getting one from Byron Jones. They're getting one from somebody else too. Maybe they have Robert, two. Robert Quinn. Yeah, Robert Quinn. So
0: they have two. So, um, but, but okay, but I get it. You know, you couldn't afford Byron, and you you couldn't. You had thought you had, but if you approach things different, why not? Instead of, if you're going to draft, and obviously they didn't know this then, but if, we had to, if you had to do it all over again, why not keep Byron Jones?
1: No, I mean, that's, uh, just watching the secondary give up, you know, 50-yard uh, touchdowns all all. I mean, it doesn't season.
0: matter how many comp picks they get, if they're just going to keep just drafted toys in the first round, what are they that, they're going to be sitting there and say, oh, gosh, we're in the first round. We can't pass up on this receiver.
1: Yeah, well, the, the, right now they have the fifth pick. So, reasonably, there could be a quarterback that fell to them. And, you I know, depending it. on what they do on Dak, you know. I think Yeah, so. Outside, I mean,
0: once you get outside of Tre- Trevor, Lawrence, maybe Justin Fields, I mean, now you're playing, you're playing Russian roulette now with the guy from North Dakota and, at number and, five.
1: And Zach, well, yeah, that's too high for, for Zach Wilson. It's too high for Trey Lance. It's too yes. high for Mac Jones. It's too, yes. too high for Kyle Trask, you know, all yes. those guys, too high for all them. But so, my thing
0: is, you're probably going to end up, you're probably going to be sitting there and kind of either say, we're going to trade back or we're going to pick an our, our offensive tackle.
1: Yeah, the, the Penny Sewell from Oregon, you know, he's a guy a lot of people think will be up there at number five. And that, that, that to me, just given the status of, of, of Tyron Smith, uh, not a bad go, you know, if you would do that. But – there's not many things that, like, but if they went and draft, like, they're not going to draft a wide receiver this year. But
0: I mean, they're probably going to be sitting there and they're going to say, oh, Patrick Sertan Jr., his, his dad played, he's, he's big, strong, he's going to run fast, and they're going to probably end up picking him number five, if I had to call it. Unless some pass rusher just jumps off the board.
1: Yeah. I wonder about Micah Parsons from Penn State, who opted out. I don't out see there. him.
0: I don't see Is he in, a middle
1: linebacker? Yeah, he's a linebacker.
0: I, don't, I just don't see them drafting. I think they're going to go back to a 4-3. A, a they don't have – they have no, no anchor in the middle on defense. So I would have to see the draft and see what they have, like, from a defensive line standpoint. But I don't – I think if, if the defensive line is deeper than the cornerback field or the safety field, you know, I mean, I'm mean, i saying they go corner. I'm saying they go corner to, to pair with another rangy, long corner that can run to pair with Diggs, which would be Sertan Jr., or you're gonna to have to find somebody, some big anchor in the middle that that you know can anchor the middle and be a guy that can be someone that'll play for you for ten or you know plus years. You would yeah, like they, to say like you know like maybe a freaking Aaron Donald type, but that's once again a generational talent.
1: Yeah, but well, they haven't uh, they haven't really hit on defensive tackle. I mean, they you know for for a while. Um, I'm trying to remember. I, mean, they
0: the I don't remember the last time that they drafted a defensive tackle high.
1: Yeah, uh geez.
0: Christian that was a second round pick. Yeah. Um uh Tyron Crawford was a defensive tackle who was third round. Malik Collins was a third round pick. They haven't really drafted any defensive like
1: Yeah. You know,
0: so but I'm, I'm here trying to Kind of Google, I'm kind of kind of cheat here. Yeah, I've got I've got Look my the,
1: Wikipedia page up here. Hold on, let me get to the Jones era. I have this say because we talk about it. I've talked about it on the radio for a long time about the Cowboys in their in their draft, and so I mean, I
0: don't even know if I don't even know if they get Penny Sewell. You know, I'm looking at Mox here that says has him going to third. I mean, he goes yeah. third, and then no, there's a there's a kid that there's an edge rusher. There's another edge rusher from Miami. You know, then there's obviously there's Sir Tan Jr. for the second. And mm-hmm. then – and then, you know, the, the getting the quarterbacks and the care for the linebacker, Michael Parsons, I don't – that would be another – that would be another accessory. Yeah. Because if you're, if you're just saying Jalen Smith, you know, how much confidence you have in him, you sign him to a, almost a $50 million extension and then you're going to move off of him that fast, I don't, I don't see it. Yeah. I don't even see – I haven't even got to where I see any defensive tackles rated that high.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. It's 2000. Yeah. Cause I'm, yeah, I'm just looking at there. I'm looking while well, you're looking at that. Oh, looking I can tell you, I season. can
0: tell you They haven't drafted any defensive tackles in the first round. I, can no, tell they, you I, I was, like, I was there. Yeah. No, like, um, no, I, I got drafted uh, a defensive tackle in the first round since Marcus Spears.
1: Yeah. The, uh, the, the draft right after yours, the 2009 draft, is the one that always makes me mad.
0: <laughs> oh, they, but they, I mean, the team was freaking loaded,
1: though. Yeah, I know, but and, like... And in, 2000, did... in 2010, we won the... Yeah.
0: Divi- no, in 2009, we won the division. And yeah. then in 2011, was that?
1: Yeah, when... Um... That draft though was, was why I think ultimately it just Victor Butler was the, the best player from that draft.
0: But they didn't have a they didn't they didn't pick until the third round.
1: Yeah, yeah. They just didn't they didn't do I mean just you know, Jason like Jason Williams and Robert Brewster never played because they were hurt. Stephen McGee what was Stephen McGee. You know, Victor Butler played, was good, and then all the other guys didn't really didn't really work out. David Beeler played, I think, the longest.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is an O line quarterback draft and maybe like a secondary draft. But I mean the Cowboys are gonna have to find some defensive playmakers. They're gonna have to find some some anchors in the middle. You can always use an edge. I would never turn down an edge rusher and I would never turn down a playmaker in the in the back end. That's yeah. equivalent, you know, to a dominant offensive lineman. You know, look they, they built that offensive line through the draft and it took some time. And it's gonna take some time to to get this um defense back together. Especially yeah. Especially since they let, since they let some of the guys walk, and I mean Malik Collins, you know, you can say what you want. Maybe he wasn't great, but he was good at what they were asking him to do. Mm-hmm. You know, those guys were running to the ball, effort, high motor, you know. And it, you know, your defense has to revolve around something.
1: Yeah, th- their their defense this year has just been so. I mean, it, again, it goes back to identity. It goes back to fit. It goes back to all those things. And just from the jump, COVID or no, I mean, like uh they i mean they're just they're they got physically beat a lot of the time early in the year that like you said the effort's there but right now mentally they're just they just don't look like they're in it i mean or that that they're getting it
0: yeah i mean uh Uh, They, they just don't have the guys to perform what they're performing and they haven't had the repetition i'm not trying to be hard on them but You want to play 3-4, but in order to play 3-4, you have to have a big nose tackle. You know, when we were good, and if we didn't have a big nose tackle and we were 3-4 and we were a one-gap team, you have to have someone that's stout, like a Jay Ratliff. And then we had those defensive ends. We had Chris Canty. We had Marcus Spears. We had Jason Hatcher. We had Stephen Bowen. All those are guys that played almost 10 years. Yeah. And then, you know, for our edge rushers, we had Demarcus Lawrence. We had Greg Ellis. We had Anthony Spencer.
1: Yeah, those, those, that was, that was a, that was three or four guys. And look, Jay, Jay, Jay Ratliff wasn't, wasn't a big stout Gilbert Brown type, but man, he was, I mean, he did his job. <laughs> he was, he was, he was a multi tight, yeah. multi pro, he was a pro, yeah. And then if you think about it on
0: our secondary, we put resources into our secondary. Roy Williams, first round pick. Ken Hamlin, second round pick, pro bowl player. Terrence Newman, first round pick. Pac Man Jones acquired him, top five pick. Mm-hmm. Anthony Henry established veteran signed in free agency Mike Jenkins First round pick you know even I was A later round pick but they still continue Like when you if you look at it they were Coming into that year they had Terrence Newman Pac-Man Jones They drafted Mike Jenkins in the first round already had Anthony Henry signed to a long term deal that's Four corners right there and then you go in the fifth round And you say all right there's a kid he's fast He's long um, we think he can contribute on Special teams we're still going to pick him that, that, You know they need to get back to that
1: yeah, they do, and then not only that, Orlando. Like you said, like you, you know, you weren't a high round pick, but when you when you became effective, they committed to you. They're not they're not committing a lot of resources at the secondary anymore. You know, they're I not mean, like.
0: They, but they, I, I mean, what do you? I don't know what you want them to, to do. Like, yeah. but they're <laughs> they not like these. They can't. They they, they have committed resources. Yeah. Uh, Cheeto Bay Owosie, second round pick. Jordan Lewis, third round pick. Yeah. Xavier Woods, fifth round pick. Yeah. Donovan Wilson wasn't in a fifth round pick? They drafted a guy in the fourth round this year that doesn't even dress. Reggie Robinson, he played this week,
1: <laughs> because because he had to, <laughs> and he's gonna have to play this week because Cheeto is on the COVID list. So,
0: you know, Anthony Brown, they committed, a, they gave him a two year, two or three year deal. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Diggs, second round pick. They didn't when I when I've had years that I played there that we only had three corners on the roster. Mike Jenkins, Orlando Scandry and Terrence Newman. Allen Ball was a safety. We that the year that we won the division, we had three corners on the roster. Everybody played 16 games.
1: Yeah. They've got I mean, to get
0: it it just doesn't make sense. I've never in my career ever been a healthy and active. Ever. I've never been inactive. I've never
1: just been a healthy scratch. So what do you what do you attribute to that with these guys?
0: Coaching, man. They gotta develop these guys. They ain't developing them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You have to develop these guys. You know, you gotta get some, you know, you need to get some continuity around them.
1: Well, the coaches who wanted Cheeto and Jordan Lewis are gone now. But they didn't play them
0: when they were there. Who, who, who would you say those are the coaches that wanted to and
1: on? Well, yeah, or the coaches that, that were there when they got drafted. So. Well, who, who would you say those coaches are? Idufus um, and Marinelli? They were there. Uh, I was thinking of Chris Richard. Chris but... Richard
0: was only there for two years. These guys yeah. are in their fourth year.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah, they're not.
0: Yeah, they're not. You draft, and you draft Brian, a buyer a safety, a playmaker, and you let them walk for a bunch of guys I mean they could just they could use him this year but instead they want to commit but they had no choice they traded a first round pick for they traded a first round pick for um, Amari Cooper so they had to commit long term to him but you know I would like to see him if you're not going to lock some of these players up move on from him I would like to see him a little bit more active on the trade market active on the acquisition market like there's just it's just like like a cycle okay get you four years there you go Move you along like this. this. isn't high school.
1: This isn't yeah. college. Yeah. Well, that's and that's that's what it's going to look like this year because I don't see I don't see them bringing back Cheeto and, and Jordan Lewis. Me neither. I mean, like, only only in this in the situation where they're like just up against it financially and that's the deal that they can make, you know. But I don't, you know, I don't see I see them letting those guys a, walk.
0: A penny is a penny. Yeah. The guy can't play. A guy can't play. Yeah. I don't – I mean, I don't – I mean, I don't see them either. If I see them committing – I see them going as digs. I see them committing to a high pick. I see them going with them, and then I see them you, – you know, you build your third, fourth, fifth corner. You build that with guys that can be special teams, guys that – you know, that you can bring up. Like, I mean, I don't see them commit. I mean
1: – Do you think that they should have been more aggressive for – I mean, Earl Thomas isn't, still isn't playing for anybody. But, uh, no. but like, for, for Jamal Adams?
0: I mean, I think if you wanted to pay that price, I don't think they wanted to pay that price. They have so many holes.
1: Yeah.
0: Would he? Would he make this defense better? Of course, they'll give him a. They'll give him a, a a safety. But what are they on defense? We don't even know what they are yet.
1: Yeah.
0: Like See, do they want to be a team that you know has a, a a vicious front four? If you look at the teams that have vicious front fours, the San Francisco 49ers rode their front four all the way to a Super Bowl.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Armstead, Buckner. Mm-hmm. Bosa traded for D Ford. You know those they they put some resources into
1: those guys. Well, and then look, they they sent Buckner off to Indianapolis. He's doing well. But they drafted Javon Kinlaw, who's right. a younger version.
0: I mean, because they said to themselves that you know, hey, we're you know we're gonna run the game in the trenches. Mm-hmm. We're gonna win up front. You know, and and that's and that was what Garrett always preached. We have got a big physical, strong the line. We're gonna wear you down. And then you know we got a we got a defense fast, play-hard defensive alignment, fast defensive alignment that play hard. And, you know, we're going to get after you. We're we'll going to get a lead on you. We're going to come after you. We're going to keep coming after you. We're going to take the ball away. I think they, they – what do they have? They're in takeovers, they got to be bottom five in the NFL. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, this is something we should have talked about the other day, and I meant to bring it up and I forgot, but Mike McCarthy's last 40 games. Hold on. I've got to get this. 14, 25, and 1. Oof. Stinky. Yeah. That's real bad. So, I mean, obviously, I mean, they've got a lot to work on.
0: A lot. I talked. We talked about this on Undisputed or Skip and Shannon. When you get into the mode of continuing starting to hire and retain and pay guys off of based off of what they did in the league, that's when you get in trouble.
1: Yeah. I, um, this happens, you know, um, it happens in all the professional leagues where it's less a little bit in the NFL because sometimes you have like a, a thing like what happened with Sean McVay and then people hire Cliff Kingsbury and the young coaches with the, you know, wide open, innovative offenses kind of go on a run and that's what they do. But like in the NBA, like there's like just coaches that like get rehired and rehired and rehired and rehired and, rehired and the, the most they've done is been the sixth seed in the playoffs you know, one time. And you wonder, like, why aren't you innovating a little bit and bringing in somebody different? And that's what I wish that Jerry would have done this time around. Okay. I
0: don't just, I just don't think – okay, when you think about Cliff Kingsbury, they brought him in with the anticipation of, you know, he's going to bring his quarterback, which he already knew. at the first pick, you know, get Kyler. He had a clear-cut plan of what he wanted to do. Um, if you bring Lincoln Riley, like, what would he have actually – like, I mean, Oklahoma didn't start off as actually the best football team this year. I mean, what, what were you actually bringing Lincoln Riley for?
1: Yeah, it wasn't necessarily – like, I'm not talking about Lincoln Riley. Like, I, like you know, it, it could be somebody in the NFL. It could be Eric Bieniemy. It could be, you know, somebody like that that just ready to be a head yeah, but, coach. But if you really
0: want to think about it, these Andy Reid disciples mm-hmm. um, outside of Harbaugh, they're struggling. Nagy, struggling. Yeah, Doug Pete, struggling. Yeah, Doug Pete's team got old real quick. Yeah, but, I mean, he inherited someone else's team. Yeah. The last time they drafted a Pro Bowl player was Carson Wentz. Yeah. I mean, he, he inherited a lot of, Brandon Graham inherited from Andy. Like that was a that was a carryover team. You gotta think about that. Mm. And then they tried to, you know, they, they kind of got they got hot that year. They got really hot that year. And they, you know, Malcolm Jenkins, there was a Chip Kelly signing. Mm-hmm. You know, they signed some guys that year. Some, you know, I think they drafted Jalen Mills. Um, they drafted some decent players, but I just don't know if if Mike McCarthy was the right coach for the Cowboys, I don't know if they did the full due diligence. You know, I don't know if they.
1: I don't. You, this, I don't know you, if Jerry's ever really done that. But I, I think, think he his. Did. I
0: think he did with with
1: uh, Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Yes. Well, but that I mean, they went to college together. You know, so like they were they went back. I mean, they played they played football in college together. Barry Switzer. Yeah. Um, Barry Barry's just a guy he liked, but I mean, he like and that was back before you had like the NFL was making you interview more than one person. Bill Parcell. Yeah, Parcells, but he like – and not to say he's – I'm not saying he's made bad hires all the time. I'm saying what Jerry's style is, is that he kind of locks in on the guy that he wants.
0: But I even thought that – I didn't even think Wade Phillips was a bad hire. I think he was just a bad – it was a bad situation, and I think they gave it enough time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, What what, – just going back to that, to, to to just to clarify for our listeners, what what did what did you think went wrong that year with Wade? After I mean, like everything else had been good up to Tony that. got hurt. Yeah, it was, right. Yeah, Tony. So, I mean, but outside of Tony getting hurt, was there anything on the roster that you said this we started
0: is to get the hard? best? We started to get the best collection of players. Yeah, you know, Roy Williams, Patrick Creighton, um, Terrell Owens. We had. Maybe our second best receiver wasn't even playing. Miles Austin. Yeah. <laughs> then we had Felix Jones. then Marion Barber. Our, the offensive line got old really fast. Remember that. They got old really fast. Leonard Davis was old. Bozo Adams was old. Kozier was old. It got old really fast. So it took some time. And, you know, in a couple of those years, even Jason's earlier years, we had to rebuild the offensive line. You would like to get to the point where you're, all, you're drafting players and, you're, you know, you kind of get a mix of – Youth and you know old, but I talked about this. I always talked about this with the trainer, um, who I have so much respect for, Britt Brown. When you get into free agency, he was just like, you know, he always told me, like, I'm just glad that you know we've been here, you've been here with us the whole time because it's it's different when you get in into free agency and you go somewhere, you just you really just go out for your money, right? Because mm-hmm. if, if not, why not just stay with your with your other team? You're, yeah. You know, you don't you don't have the same type of the same. It doesn't hit the same way, you know, when you didn't. You know, I came up there like it meant meant everything for me. They gave me my first shot. And not to say that some guys in free agency don't have the passion and, and the love for it like that, but it's just, it's just different. You don't want to get into the business of, of bringing a, signing a bunch of free agents. Look at the best teams in the league. The Chiefs, they don't have a bunch of free agents on their team, if you really think about it.
1: No, they signed, the, they signed them to supplement. I mean, they've
0: signed Matthew mm-hmm. and Frank Clark on defense. Anthony Hitchens, obviously, was a high-character guy. Damian Wilson, who they signed away from Dallas. And then if you look at their offense, Sammy Watkins, but the rest of their guys on offense – draft picks.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, they're, they're shrewd about it. And the Cowboys don't, haven't signed a lot of free agents until this year. Really? That wasn't their philosophy, you know, not big ones anyway. I mean, there were always
0: little splashes here and there, Brandon Carr. Yeah, uh, They brought over sensible. Um, you know, then they got into, they've always traded for the, like the big receiver. They traded for Roy, Roy Williams, traded for Amari Cooper. Um, let me see. I'm just trying to, just trying to think. I mean, um, I don't think they they brought they signed uh, Robert or traded for Robert Quinn.
1: I wanted them to trade when they traded for Roy Williams. I wanted them to trade for Anquan Bolden.
0: Where was Anquan at the time? He was in he was Baltimore in, already.
1: No, nah, he was in. He was in. He went to Baltimore. And he and Roy like that was around the same time that it happened. Like knowing that they were going to do it, I'd have to I'd have to check the dates, but I remember thinking like. Because there was talk in the offseason that the Cowboys were going to trade for a receiver, going to trade for a receiver. I you know, just – The dead yeah. end of the season. But, like, I thought that, like, Bolden – I thought yeah. Bolden was more complimentary to T.O. at the time.
0: Than it looked, Roy was. but They you they had Patrick Creighton, who was a third receiver. They had committed to him financially. Yeah. And it looked good. Terrell Owens, Roy Williams, what, Marion Barber, Felix Jones, Tashar Choice as your third back, Jason Witten. You had this, this defense where you had DeMarcus Ware – Greg Ellis, Anthony Spencer, Chris Canty, um, Jason Hatcher wasn't even barely playing. Stephen Bowen, Marcus Spears, it, it looked good. Yeah, but those um, things they just don't work out like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and like yeah, you know, sometimes you gotta you gotta get you know things gotta bounce your way. Um, you know, uh, I. I, I think I, – but, I mean, like, the way that you list that talent, like, that, that, was, that was probably Tony's best window right there when he was the quarterback. Where they had hell, hell no. You don't we, think so?
0: Wait, what about the Des Carter year?
1: Oh, Des Carter year. Yes, I'm sorry about that. I, <laughs> I, 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 sometimes I block that game out of my mind because I was so – Orlando, <laughs> like, even as a media member, and I've trained myself not to get mad because I was watching that game at home because it was on the road. I was so pissed. I mean, I'm, like, I can imagine you guys. I was so pissed.
0: I mean, it happened so fast. We were just kind of like, he reached it. And then they came out with the, the, the rule. Was it a catch? Not a catch. And just earlier that year, Calvin Johnson had, they had lost the game off of that same thing. It was just yeah, odd.
1: Yeah, you should have heard me on the radio on Monday. I was just – I was living – and I try to be, you know, down the middle and, like, fair and, like, I'll criticize the Cowboys. You don't have to worry about that. But, like, that – look, I don't know – I don't know what would have happened because, you know, the Packers were getting the ball back after that anyway. But that moment – like just infuriated me, you know? uh,
0: Yeah. That was some, it was, it
1: was, (laughs) you know, and and like going back on it now, like it makes it even worse if they said, Oh yeah, by the way, that was always a catch, you know, like we've been wrong. We're changing the rule. Like, okay, thanks. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. That's, that's, that's like, that's like discovering the medicine, like right after I died, you know, like oh look, we carried the disease. Oh shoot. I'm sorry, Paul. Five minutes ago, we'd have been fine. so
0: yeah, I mean I don't, you know, but I mean we had some we were always competitive. these guys just don't look competitive sometimes. It's like they have the effort and they look overmatched, or they don't have the effort and they just look like they're underachievers.
1: Yeah, um, and and that, and that goes to to coaching and to the locker room, right? to how that that's kind of run I don't
0: exactly know how to point my finger on it because I'm not there, but it's just something's off. Something's not right. Yeah. They're just going to have to try it again next year. And then, you know, hopefully it gets better.
1: Well, we'll see. Orlando, This has been great. Uh, I, uh, I hope everybody else has enjoyed this as much as I've, uh, I had, uh, especially letting you into my like cowboy fan psychoses that I've had uh, over the years. Uh, Des caught it. Like I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to go and have a drink to, to,
0: <laughs> even yeah, to think even to think about it right now huh?
1: yeah no even to think about it makes me mad because <laughs> i think if the thing isn't it wasn't just that like it's because it happened to the cowboys who are the team that i care about like that's made it worse what but the whole year every time something would happen i'd be like well I, well tell me what it catches like you can't ex- they couldn't explain it to me and it just made me madder and matter. and then when it happened to my team it was like oh well that's it <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a full scale protest on this. So that's how it did. But yeah, I'll have to have I'll have to have a nice scotch tonight to forget about that.
0: Sounds good, man. Yeah. Have a way.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, please download, like, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Cowboys versus Bengals this weekend. Uh, I think the Cowboys win. I don't know how. I just I, I think they're gonna win this one. I think this is the last one, and then that's it for them. But again this team is so hard to figure out Orlando and that's what we talk about every week. So only
0: time will tell
1: only time will tell this is the believe in the Cowboys podcast and the believe podcast network. Have a great weekend, everybody.